0: Do y'all want to hear a funny story? Start with a funny story? Okay. So I'm wearing a hat today. Um, It's not uncommon for me to wear hats, but I'm wearing a hat for a very specific purpose. What? I did not burn my head. Man, I was in Alabama a few days ago, and it was 110 degrees with 100% humidity. I told them that I was being baptized over and over and over by the sweat coming off of my body. So, um, that was not what I was going to say. So, uh, how many of you guys, y'all have a smartphone? Y'all have a smartphone? All right. So, I had an opportunity to go visit Highlands College on Thursday, and uh, the sun was beating down, and so I took a little video, maybe some of you guys saw that, I posted it online. And, um, and then I was trying to post the video to Instagram, and the sun was so bright that I couldn't see the screen, my screen, and so I'm sitting here, and I'm walking, and I'm I kid you not. You just hear this, boom, just this thunk, and everyone that was with me was like, are you okay? And of course, I was like, yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay. Meanwhile, my head is like splitting because of a headache. I literally just ran right into some cement stairs and busted. I didn't like crack my head or anything, all right? But it's it's a little, it's tender right up here. So please do not pat my head today. Um, true story. True story. And then I tried, you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Meanwhile, tears are like welling up inside, and I'm just like, God, I need your healing in my head, right? It was, uh, yeah, it was very interesting. Hey, man, today, um, I want to talk about today and tomorrow, today and next Sunday. Uh, I'm going to take two weeks to really just talk about where we are as a church, where we're going, uh, and there's so much happening that I, I could not do it in one Sunday, and and so I want to make sure that we span it out over uh, the next uh, this week and next week, and then we're going to be kicking off a series on September 10th, uh, which I'm very excited about. I don't want to reveal the name yet, but it's going to be good, um, and that'll lead us into Christmas time. Holy cow! How many of y'all ready for Christmas? Yeah, yeah three people. Three? Yeah. Um, and then in uh, December, we're kicking off a series, I can't believe I'm about to tell you guys, we're going to kick off a series that's going to literally last, you ready for this? Almost an entire year. And so I am excited about it, um, literally line by line through a book as we dive into it. And it's something that I feel like the Lord is really, probably about a year and a half ago, put on my heart specifically for 2024. I don't know why, um, but that's what we're going to do. So, I'm excited about it. What I'm going to do today, though, is uh, I'm going to, I I kind of have three points. I'm going to give you my points now. Uh, They're not very fancy points, but I'm going to talk about where we have been as a church, uh, where we currently are as a church, and where we are going as a church. And I want to be as clear as possible to where all of us completely understand who we are as City Church in this season and what I believe. Uh, and I really feel like the Lord is leading us into. Plus, I've got some cool stuff to announce today, uh, which I'm excited about that. Normally on Sundays like this, I do a whole spiel about giving and finances, and this is where we send our money and all that. I'm not doing that today. Uh, It's going to be a little different. Maybe we'll do that next week. Uh, We will see, just to give you guys a financial update. But um, the prophet Habakkuk, or Habakkuk, depending on how you say it, Uh, tomato, tomato. He says in um, uh, Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2, he says this, and I'm also going to read verse 3. It's not going to be on the screen, but just feel like it's appropriate. He said, the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. And, and the reason I, I want to kind of say read this third verse, which isn't up there, and, and that's my fault, uh, is because I was reviewing my notes at 11 o'clock last night, and, and I just kept reading, and that really spoke to me because I feel like some of us, we've received a vision or a, um, a, a desire, a dream from God, and we feel like maybe we're in a delay season. Maybe we feel like it, it isn't coming to pass. And as I was reading this last night specifically for this church, It just reminded me that God's promises are yes and amen, that God is faithful um, even when we don't feel like he is faithful, that God is working even when we don't feel like he is working. And so write the vision down, make it plain so that he can run with it who reads it. For still the vision awaits, it's appointed time, it hastens to the end, it will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It does not delay. And so what I want to start out with is I want to talk about where we have been as a church. Um, And I'm going to kind of pick up around 2020. How many of you guys remember 2020? How many of you guys have PTSD right now whenever you hear about COVID junk going on? I'm sitting there. I'm just like, my heart's racing. I'm like, I rebuke that germ in the name of Jesus, you know, um, Yeah. Amen. (laughs) Um, I want to talk about where we've been so that we can be crystal clear with where we're going in the next, uh, six to nine months. And then the next Sunday, we're going to talk a little bit, uh, more broader about the future of city church long-term over the next really probably decade or so. Um, since COVID guys, we have been on a roller coaster as a church and, uh, we've, we've had a lot of good moments. We've had a lot of rough moments. Um, and, and how many of you guys, you you remember those days? Yeah. How many of you remember doing house church for like six months? Yeah. Some of you are like, let's go back to that. Like, uh, how many of you guys remember meeting out at a company that I'm, I don't think I'm supposed to say their name, but we met at the company at like 30 minutes from here. Y'all remember that? Some, yeah. Yeah. How many of you guys remember our first Sunday here and how emotional it was? All of you guys cried. I just cried because of the debt that we took on as a church. Um <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm serious, like, uh, we've been in a crazy couple years, and, I, I, and last night I was kind of just like reminiscing on the old story of City Church, and just what God has brought us through in all the seasons, the 16 different locations he's brought us to, uh, the different people that we've encountered, uh, the uh, phones that have been stolen, and the people getting shot across the streets, Y'all remember that? Like three of us remember that. Some of you guys will remember that, right? Um, Jen Waltersdorf's phone got stolen out of her purse at church. And so um, and and just the crazy things that God did through that season. Whenever we hit 2021, many of you guys know, and I'm gonna be very vulnerable with you guys today. Uh, many of you guys know, and if you don't know, you're about to find out, that as a church, we entered into a partnership with another church, Resurrection Church, down in Brooklyn and Staten Island, and really the goal was for us to work together to become one church in three different locations, uh, and so they installed me as the lead pastor down there. Um, our team started working with their team. I absolutely love uh, their staff or the people that were on staff back then. Uh, they were so much fun. Um, they... they Kept me cool, like trendy. Yeah, I, you know, I'm still working on that. Help me out, all you Gen Zers, you know. Um, and and God, God did some really cool things through that season. Uh, but whenever it came around to the beginning of this year, um, I just really started praying. My wife and I, we really started praying and saying, God, is this is this what you have for us? And how many of you know that sometimes God will have something for you, um, but man can get in the way. Is it is all right to say that? Okay. This is what I mean. I really felt, my wife really felt whenever we entered into that relationship, I'm being very transparent today. I hope this is okay. Um, I, whenever we entered into that relationship, that this is what the Lord had for the future. And and as a church, it's always been our desire to be a, a multi-site church, a church that plants more locations and plants more churches, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, Um but in, in that season, I just felt like I was hitting a brick wall over and over and over and over and over. Does anyone relate to that? Maybe in business, maybe in school, maybe in relationships? And I finally just got to a point um, really, my wife uh, just prompted me to really just seek God and we went away. And, and I feel like every time I go away, God speaks to me and Uh, Whenever we we went away, God was very, very clear, crystal clear, it was time to walk away. So what happened was, uh, April 30th was the end of our uh, formal relationship with Res Church down in Brooklyn and Staten Island. And I started spending all my time focusing back here in Albany, which, I'm going to be honest with you guys, has been a breath of fresh air. It's been a breath of fresh air. But through this process, I realized Man, I'm hurt. Anyone ever been hurt by church? Some of us, okay. All right. Um, it, how many of y'all been hurt by other people? Let's do that. R-r- okay. So we so we've experienced those hurts, right? In that process, um, God spoke to me and He said, "Michael, this is going to be a year of healing." And and so I have been like detoxing my mind going through and I'm I'm telling you like God whenever he starts detoxing your mind and detoxing your heart he just starts pulling out stuff from like your childhood you didn't know, and like your your daddy issues, I was like, oh, I thought I dealt with that 12 years ago, and it's coming right back up, and just kind of going through this whole process, and in the middle of all that, um, I, I just want to give our elders a big shout out, because they have been like, hey, you need to take a break, you need to take a break, and so the past two weeks, I took a break, I went to the lake, it was fantastic, and then last week, I was in Alabama, or this week, I was in Alabama, I'll talk more about that in just a minute, and I'm just coming up here, and I'm just like, man, God, I'm thankful for what you allowed to happen. I don't want to walk through it again. I'm thankful for what you allowed to happen, but God, I'm looking forward to the future for what you're going to do. And I can honestly, genuinely, 100% get up here and say, I am more excited about the future of City Church and the city of Albany than I think I have ever been in the history of this church. Because I see what God wants to do. And so... As a church, as a staff, we have, for two and a half years, we're functioning as one church in three locations, and we've had to really shift our mindset again um, to really just just looking at God, what is it that you're doing here in Albany? And let me just make this very clear. I love all the people at Res Church. I absolutely love them. I bless them. I believe God's going to do great things in them and through them, and I want to make that very clear. Like I, I love those people. Um, But something I want to do is I just, I want to publicly thank the staff of City Church and the elders of City Church for the countless hours you spent on Zoom calls, in meetings, Teams calls, traveling back and forth, going back and forth, dealing with junk, having to um, build out uh, portable things over there, and, and, and I also want to include Nathan in that as well, because Nathan was a very intricate part of all of that. And so can we just give it up for our staff and our elders through that season? So I've taken the month, I've taken the summer, I've, I've chilled, I've relaxed, um, I am ready for school to start, and I'm ready to get back in the swing of things. And all of the parents say amen 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 we love all of you kiddos that are in here so listen that's where we've been where are we now where are we now and this is this is what i want to talk about as a church and for some of us this is going to be a recap but for others this is going to be like oh this is cool i kind of get to hear a little bit about the church and where we are and where we're going the mission here at city church has not changed outside of a few words since the inception of this community And it is simply this, City Church exists to lead people who are far from God into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. That is why we exist. That is why we do what it is that we do. That is why we, we um, have got a building. We'll talk about this in a moment, but that, this is why from the very moment, it, it's not to just um, see a large church get formed, but it's to reach people who are far from God. And the moment that we stop reaching people who are far from God is the moment that we've lost focus of the gospel. And oftentimes in churches, I hear this, oh, we're attractional. Like, that's great. Oh, we're a disciple-making church. And what happens is the disciple-making church looks at the attractional church, and they're like, all you care about is doing all the, the, the fun stuff. And the attractional church then looks at the disciple-making church, and they're like, all you care about is the Word of God. And what I have to say to that is we need both ends. See, if we were a disciple-making church, then those disciples would be going out reaching new people, and then new people would be coming into the church. Which it's important, it's important for us to understand that. And in all of this, our mission, our vision, where we're going, it all stems from what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28. And it's gonna be on the screen for you, but you probably know this and have heard this. Jesus said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Verse 19 go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And that word go right there doesn't mean like go. What it means is in your everyday life, go out and make disciples. And we've said this before. But if you're a student, students, listen to me. You're going to be starting school in 10 days. Woohoo! Some of y'all are going into junior high. Some of you are going into high school. Some of y'all are in college right now. You've already started school. Um. Everywhere you go, you have an opportunity to make disciples. Everywhere you go, you have an opportunity to radiate the love and the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. For our healthcare workers in the hospital, you have an opportunity to make disciples. For our teachers, you have an opportunity to make disciples. For our construction workers, you have an opportunity to make disciples. Everywhere we go, we have an opportunity, and that man is what Jesus is talking about. Everywhere the disciples went, they looked at an opportunity to make disciples with the power of the Holy Spirit. We'll talk about that in just a moment. We are coming right up on one year of being in this building, and since we've been in this building for uh, almost a year, um we have learned the ebbs and flows. Uh, it's just like moving into a new house, right? We moved into our new house, and it was great until I went in the basement, and there was three feet of water down there because it was raining so much, and the sump pump wasn't working. Well, we've, we've learned some stuff being here, too. We, we've learned some stuff and through trial and error. And so after being here for almost a year, I want to kind of talk about the rhythms that we're putting in place and we've kind of had in place as a church for you guys um, that are maybe new and for all of us it would be uh, just a good refresher but um, last year we spent months countless hours working this through and, and, and talking through what uh, is the discipleship process or the spiritual formation process if we could throw the graphic with the, the little, um, yeah, this right here, this right here. And so this is our process as a church. And for some of us, this is going to be a refresher. But it starts with encounter. Encounter. We want people to encounter the presence of a living God. We want people to encounter a community that is passionate about Jesus. We want people to encounter um, the, the grace of Jesus and the salvation of uh, for their sins. And, and so we start, the front door, so to speak, is us encountering God. And how many of you know that I can get up here and I can talk for the next 20, 30 minutes? And um, it, it may be great, and it may be polished, and it may be whatever it is, but one encounter with the presence of God can do more in 10 seconds than I could ever do in 30 minutes. That's what we want people to experience. We want people to be encountered by the presence of God. Uh, from there, we bring people, or our goal is to see people be equipped for the gospel, equipped to do life, equipped, and, and a part of that process is, is if you've been coming for a while, is to take your next step and go to Next Steps class, which we, just so you know, are going to change the name because sometimes it causes a little bit of confusion, all right? You tell me the Next Steps table or corner, and then there's this other Next Steps. How many Next Steps? We're going to make it a little bit clearer and easier Uh, Once we get that name, we'll let you know. But to come to next steps. And then from there, we want to equip you. We want to equip you. And so we we instituted Following Jesus. And Following Jesus is a seven-week class, and it is a class in a very informal setting for you to grow in your relationship with Christ, for you to learn the theological beliefs of us as a church and what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Hence the name, Following Jesus now this is something that I've asked everyone at City Church, whether you've uh, been here for five years or ten years or whether you've been here for just a, a few weeks or a few months, to go to this. And this is why we need to all be on the same page. We need to all be able to have those conversations and those questions so that when new people come and they encounter Jesus, we can say, hey, man. It would be great for you to go to following Jesus. I went through it. This is what I learned. Your questions are going to get answered. It's going to be awesome, Um, and it's going to help you. It's going to give you the tools for you to be able to do this thing called Christianity daily. So following Jesus kicked off, I think, three weeks ago. We have another course happening. Somebody help me out. October. October? Sometime in October. On Wednesday nights. That one's going to be on Wednesday nights, correct? Here. Wednesday nights. And then from Equip, we want to encourage people to engage in the community, engage in serving here as a church, and engage in um, uh, uh, life groups uh, uh, as a community. We are called to be a gospel-centered community, people that do life with one another. Man, if we're just coming here and we, we just go to church on Sunday, you're only getting a portion of the gospel. You're only getting a portion of what it means to be a Christian, We are called to link arms with one another, to walk through the good times and to walk through the bad times, to experience joy with each other at the mountaintop, but then to be there in the valley when people are going through hard times. We're also called to accountability, something that that I think all of us should have is men and women in our lives who are calling us higher, strengthening us, encouraging us. And then from Engage, we want to empower people to go out and to make disciples and and you you know this kind of i'll get to that in a second but we want to empower you to be able to go out and to lead to lead people who are far from god into a growing relationship with jesus christ and and so all of us are in this process and you know what after empower it just kind of repeats itself you just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper Until one day you're like, Mike, I feel like I want to go plant a church. And I say, praise God, let's resource you. Let's get you the funding. Let's get you the people. And let's launch you to go plant a church. Or go start a ministry. Or go start a business. Or whatever it may be. We want the church to be empowered. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Jesus gives this prophetic word. He says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and then to the ends of the earth. And here we are 2,000 years later at the ends of the earth here in Albany, Albany, as those southern people say, Albany, New York, being an extension of what God started in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. We are called to be people who walk a life Marked by the Holy Spirit. We are called to be people who live a life marked by our witness to non-believers. And might I even say to believers as well. We are called to be people that go out and want to expand and advance the kingdom of God. Thomas Edison says this. He says, Vision without execution is hallucination. And so we're in a season now where we're, We're wanting to do what God's called us to do, but we want to execute this. Now, I'm going to talk about what execution looks like in in just a moment, but I want to share this this verse. So I went down to Alabama. Uh, Many of you guys know I took two weeks off, went down to Alabama, and I kind of went down there. I was like, God, what is it that you want to say to me? You know, I was expecting some great encounter and you know maybe I'm going to start weeping on a golf course or something. I did weep on the golf course, but that was because I did so bad and I accidentally threw my club. Um actually, it was an accident actually. They were like, "Did you just throw that?" I was like, "It slipped out of my hands. I'm being baptized by my sweat." You know, just anyways. But I was in this session, we were in this like little round table session with Pastor John Sibling and he was going through these 10 things, and I'm not going to go through all the 10 things, but he got to point number six. And he said that we've forgotten what it looks like to work our own ground. This is, this is the verse right here that he referenced Proverbs chapter 12, verse 11. Whoever works his land will have plenty of bread. I, I think that's encouraging. Like if you work what God's placed in front of you, you're going to have all that you need. Not only all that you need, you're going to have plenty of bread. But he who follows worthless pursuits lacks sense. So he's sitting there and he's getting all fired up and we're talking, we're having a good conversation. And, and he's, I mean, he's, he reads this scripture and he starts talking. I'm sorry, it was just like the Holy Spirit just went, whoosh. and I was like, that's for me. That's for me. That's for this church. That's for this community. Because for for so long, and I don't know if this is for you. I'm just going to talk for me. I get distracted by other things. Any, anyone out there, this happens to you? It's just like you're driving down the road, and you're just like, oh, look at that. You know, you saw oh, those deer's over there. Just next thing you know, you're like coming up on an 18-wheeler. You have your kids are yelling at you, Dad. You know, um, has that never happened to you? It's happened to me. Okay, so. Um, but it's easy for us to get distracted. And what I feel like, and and Pastor Kevin brought it up a a few minutes ago, I felt like for a while we're in a sowing season. And this, if anything, just confirms what I believe and where we are as a church. We are in a sowing season, a sowing season where we are called to work the ground that is in front of us. You know what that looks like for us as a church? That means we're going to double down on life groups. That means we're going to double down on serve teams. That means we're going to We're going to double down on the next gen. We're going to focus on the next gen because God's doing something awesome in City Kids and God's starting to move in City Youth. And I'm so excited about City Youth and what God is going to do this next season. And and what I want to encourage all of us with that is, man, let's work what God has placed in front of us. And, And so if we're sitting here and just be like, Michael, I haven't tried a group, man, Come on uh, September 17th, second, third, and fourth list, uh, Tuesday. Tuesday, what Andrea said. Uh, come, come, that, come that Tuesday and say, hey, I'm going to check this out. I'm going to test drive it. Man, if you've been coming to City Church for a while and, and, and like, listen, I love you. i have just kind of been sitting on the sidelines of like, oh, it's good to go to church. And, you know, sometimes the pastor cries and yells a whole lot. And, you know, it's, it's kind of cool, all that. Man, it's time for you to take a step in serving. It's time for you to 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 get connected and serving because this is this is the house of the Lord. And man, as the psalmist says, what an honor it is to be a door holder in the house of the Lord. What an honor it is to hold the door for people as people are coming in who maybe don't have a relationship with Jesus, or people are coming in who are coming from busted and broken up families, and they need to encounter men and women who love them and who will accept them and embrace them and walk them through the deliverance and the freedom and the healing that they need. This is what God's called us to do as a church there's a new statistic out there. And I think that this is awesome. For every one person serving in a church, the church has the capacity to serve three and a half more people. And, and so you think about that. What would happen if we had a hundred people serving? Well, well, Michael, I feel like all the needs are, are taken. Look, they may be saying, we will create positions for you. you we will, I'm, I'm serious. Like, you, 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 Yeah, they're not taken, but it, man, if you don't like anything, you know, we will create, you know, we'll, we'll call you the duster. You can go around and dust my head, right? And like, um, But no, 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 but like photography, maybe some of you are sitting here, you just got a little gift with photography and your little smartphone and stuff, and you think you're all that in a bag of potato chips. Let's use all that in a bag of potato chips to help advance the gospel. We would love for someone to take pictures here at church. Or or maybe some of you guys, you're just really really smart and you just know how to plan and organize things like Gabe Guzman, who you give him a project and he comes back with 180 steps to execute that project. You know what? We could use that. That's a great opportunity for you to use your giftings that God has given you to help advance the kingdom of God. And then and then with next gen, I just need to say this: uh, next gen, um. I'm excited about this. I'm going to talk specifically about youth ministry. We'll talk about kids next week. But I want to talk about youth ministry. Uh, we are completely revamping the way that we do youth ministry here as a church. And so if you are a parent of a sixth grader, rising sixth grader, did I get that right? Rising sixth grader, I want to invite you to come this Thursday night at 730. If you are a parent and you have a student already in youth, I want to invite you to come on Thursday night from 7.30 to 8. We're going to do youth. We're going to hang out. And then we want to talk to everyone as a whole. And we want to kind of lay out what this looks like because it's not going to be just hanging out, playing games. We want to impact the next generation because the next generation is the now generation. They're the ones that are defining our culture. They're the ones that are speaking and will speak. They're the ones that are going to be running for office in the next five to ten years. And we want to see them empowered For the glory of God. And so all of that. The the other thing is, um, and I'm excited to say, I kind of put this in here. I wasn't really sure where to put this. But we want everyone to be growing in their relationship with Jesus. And so I'm excited about this. Um, Next year, we're going to do a series through the Gospel of Matthew. We're going to take our time. We're going to walk through it. um, We're going to make it fun. But then once we get done with the Gospel of Matthew, I thought it would be appropriate For us to then go to Israel and to um, walk the steps of Jesus in accordance with the gospel of Matthew. And so we are doing an Israel trip um, in May of 2025. And if you are interested in that, if you've ever been to Israel, you will know that it will change you. If you are interested in that, we're going to have an interest meeting immediately after the experience next Sunday. And I would love to just talk through the details with you. And it's not going to break the bank either. We're going to set up payment plans, all right? But I'm excited. I'm excited about that. So you have growing in a relationship with Jesus. All of us want to grow in a relationship with Jesus, but our mission starts with leading people who are far from God. And I want to just talk about a few things for the next five to seven minutes that we're working on as a church um, to reach people who are far from God. The The first thing that I, I, I'm really excited is, Lauren and David, they, they came and they approached me about uh, this women's shelter that's two doors down from them and how these women have been battered. A lot of them are single moms and they've got children. And, and the comment that they got about their response of like, hey, would you love to go to church was, am I going to be accepted at church? And so what they did is they said, well, hey, if they're not ready to come to church, we're just going to go be the church to them. And so we did our little backpack drive, and we we fulfilled all 18 backpacks that people purchased. So thank you, City Church, for that. Thank you. But then today at three o'clock, four o'clock, they're going over there with a small group of people to um, have a party with those women and with those children, and to cook out for them, to hang out with them, um, and to just bridge that gap. Kids are having fun. Can we just do something? Can we just do something? Like, can we just all? We got to wait for them to stop. <laughs> how, much, how much breath is in your lung? Okay, can we just yell on the count of three? <laughs> can we do that? Ready? One, two, three. Okay. We need to soundproof those doors, somebody. Um, All right. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Your kids are growing in their relationship with Jesus, all right? By yelling. Like, they're learning about the walls of Jericho or something. I don't know. Anyways. (laughs) Oh, God, help me. I'm out of time. i got to wrap this up. All right, here we go. All right, so... um, Today, they're going over to serve those women and to be the church and just extend that olive branch of peace and love and grace and say, you do matter to God. And because you matter to God, you matter to us. You matter to us. And I absolutely love that. A a few of the other things is we are looking at doing an October outreach. And then, of course, we're going to be doing a Christmas outreach. And I I hate to say this to you guys. We are not going to do the Sunday before Christmas this year. Um, oh, I know. But it's all right. We're still going to reach out. Here's why we're not going to do the Sunday before Christmas. The Sunday before Christmas is Christmas Eve. That's why. Okay? Um, but I'm, I'm excited about that because you see where Jesus says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and then to the ends of the earth. And so we want to serve people in our Jerusalem. We want to serve people in our Samaria. We want to serve people in Judea, and we want to serve people to the ends of the earth. And so, I want to talk just for a moment about nationally what we're partnering with, and I'm really excited about this. Um, as a church, we've we kind of left one network because of uh, some sin issues, not in us, but in the, the network, and and we're kind of just have been in this period of just saying, God, where are you leading us, and where are you guiding us? And I'm excited to say. Um, that as of this month, we are now financially partnering with ARC. Now, some of you might be sitting here saying, Michael, what on earth is ARC? ARC is the Association of Related Churches. This week, where I was, I was hanging out with pastors and leaders at ARC. And ARC is absolutely an amazing, an amazing organization. So amazing that their heartbeat is for church planning. And many of you guys know, that's my heartbeat. I love church planting. I'm never going to go plant a church, but you want to plant a church, I'll resource you. I'll give you the tools. Praise Jesus. To date, they have planted 1,077 churches since, I think, 2005 in America. 1,077. And every one of those 1,077 are reaching people who are far from God. Our very, not our very own, but a close friend of city church is Noah Heron, Way Church. Y'all know who I'm talking about? He's planting through Ark. And not only did we give him $10,000 for him to go do that or we're in the process of that, but now we're able to come alongside with Ark and to be able to help out other churches and other um, ministries get birth. And that gets me excited. Now, where are we going? Where are we going from here here? And, and, and ultimately, like, what is it that God is breathing on? And, and, and this is where I just want to kind of talk for just a few minutes. Where are we going from here? I really believe that God has called this church to reach the next generation. Both in city kids, with city students or youth, as well as with young adults. I, I want us to lean into that because there is a passion that these students have That some of us lack. Some of us, we've been around church for a long time. We've been doing our thing. We know what to do. We know what to say. But man, they get on fire with the Holy Ghost and something comes alive. This is why students, if you're in here, I want to invite you to sit up front every Sunday. And here's why. Because when you worship, it's contagious. When you worship, it sets the atmosphere. It sets the environment. When you worship, man, it gets me excited, And and the same God that's in me is the same God that's in you. And so students, it's time for you to lead the charge. It's time for you to lead the way because you matter to God and you matter to City Church. And we're going to go and we're going to advance the kingdom of God. And man, if there are some students that are excited about that, then join me. Let's do it. Let's do it. And and the other thing that I'm really excited about, we've been talking about as a team, is we're going to spend the next three to four months really focused on leadership development. Really focused on raising up more life group leaders, because we're going to need them in three weeks. Three weeks, whenever everyone comes back, guys, we're going to need them. We're going to focus on raising up more men and women who can teach and preach. We're going to focus on uh, raising up the next generation. I'm excited to say that we are um, kind of bringing back for the first time since 2020 the internship program. And the internship program is going to be different this year, but I'm excited about it because there's people that are in G- Gen Z, who have a heartbeat for ministry and want to grow in their relationship with God, what better way for them to do it than to serve and be inundated and involved in the local church and see what God does through them? And so you're going to see some people come up here and they're going to start emceeing over the next couple months. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, how young are they? They're young and that's okay. Why? Because it's time for us to start preparing to hand the baton off, We're not leaving. But look, I'm not dumb. I got 15, 20 years left, right? Not on earth, but as the pastor. <laughs> that would be, that would suck, right? Like. <laughs> the other thing I believe that God is just blessing is um prayer. Prayer. What? You would you would think. <laughs> You would think that as a church that it would just be a given that we need to pray but can i tell you prayer is one of the least sought out things in discipleship in the beginning of this year man god started wrecking me with psalm 63 and i started crying out for god to move and to create in us a prayer culture that is so stinking attractive of people. Not because of what we're doing, but because of what God's doing. And and so we've started First Tuesday Prayers. Listen, we have First Tuesday Prayer coming up, not this Tuesday, the following Tuesday, and we're going to pray. We're going to pray Pentecostal style. We're going to shout. Just don't bring a tambourine, right? But we're going to pray We're gonna pray for the next gen. We're gonna pray for every student, regardless of their age that walks into this place because they're going out into their mission field. We're gonna pray for for teachers because they are instructing and teaching the next generation of business leaders and politicians and doctors and whatever else. We're gonna pray for the school districts represented. Why? Because I believe God wants to move in the school system. I believe God wants to bring a revival to education here in Albany and beyond. And we've been saying this for months, but God shows up where he's wanted. And I don't want to just come to church and just put on the facade and just have a great good old time. I want to come to church and I want to encounter the presence of a living God where his presence and his anointing can break the yoke of bondage and the slavery that so entangles people. I want to be a church where people are coming to the altar to get more of Jesus, not to get something from him, but just to encounter Jesus above all else like Jesus We need you, we want you, we wanna see you move. I don't know about you, but I wanna see God move in Albany. I wanna see God move in the local church. I wanna see God do something that he's never done in this city and bring and send revival and repentance and restoration to this area. And so one of the things that we're doing, and I'm really excited, and this is my last announcement, the rest we'll give next week and I gotta wrap up. But one of the things we're doing is we're bringing back Revo Conference. I announced it a few weeks ago. We're bringing it back. I'm excited. But, but here's what I'm excited. I, I said to the team, I was like, I don't want to just have another conference. We're going to have a prayer meeting. And so the theme of Revo Conference this year is altars of prayer. And we're going to gather. We're going to have less sessions. And we're going to have more time praying and seeking God. We're going to, we, we the, the people we've reached out to, and I'm sure we're going to add a few more names to this, uh, but Pastor John Termaine Thomas, who is an absolute beast. He's spoken here before. I love him. Man, that home dude knows how to pray. If you're wondering where he is right now, he is on staff at Browns Briggs Church, I believe it is, with uh, Tyler State and out in Seattle or somewhere in that area. Home dude knows how to pray. I, I, I remember he, he came to Albany, Jim and Jen, his kind of like drivers and they were driving you guys drove by a particular spot in albany and he said i had a vision about that place and he got out in albany and started worshiping and praising god like those are the kind of people i want to be around another one is mike signorelli pastor mike has the fastest growing church in america right now i mean this sucker is just blowing up you ask him what changed he's like i i spent time in my prayer closet And in my prayer closet, God changed my heart. And I stopped looking at all the limitation. I stopped looking at the stats. I just said, God, this is your church. You do what you want. And man, their church is blowing up right now. And so we're bringing Revo Conference back. And as of today, the tickets are officially on sale at revoconference.com. We're not doing any flash sales. We're not doing any of that. It's $59. I promise you it's going to be the best $59 you've ever spent. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. So all of that being said, worship team, you guys can go in and come up. This week, I've been sitting here and I've been thinking a lot. And while I was in um, Birmingham at this beautiful farm, playing golf, riding ATVs, and eating good barbecue, if you're jealous right now, Take that up with God, not me, all right? Y'all think dinosaur barbecue is good? I heard this phrase from one of the leaders. His, His name is Micah. And he said something that we said years ago, and God just sparked something in me. He said, every number has a name, every name has a story, and every story matters to God. And our elders and some of our staff and some of you guys, you may remember whenever we kind of were pushing that back in 2017, 2018. And God reminded me, everything we do right here is for the one, for the one. And and so if you come to our our team huddles at 10.30 every Sunday, you're going to hear us every Sunday. We get together, and David did it this morning, three, two, one, for the one, and everyone shouts and cheers but it's a reminder that what we are doing is for the audience of one, and that is King Jesus. We are serving, we worship, we pray, we dance, we give because of what King Jesus has done. But also at the same time, it's for the one who is far from God. To see them being led into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And many of you, that's your story in here, is someone reached out to you and they led you into a relationship with Jesus Christ. This is what we're doing and why we're doing it. It's for the one who's far from God, but also for the glory of God. So last story and last scripture, I promise. So I bumped my head at Highlands College. There was a purpose in that story. Made sure my hat was on had someone check it. It's like, yeah, dude, you got a little red bump there. It's like all swollen and stuff. And like, thanks. And we started walking around Highlands college and we got to meet one of the student pastors there. And and he kind of gave us this tour and got to see the different classrooms and I'm absolutely gorgeous. But in Highlands college, they have these two massive pillars that go up three stories. I'm, I'm telling you like the pillars are the size of this stage. And on the outside of the stage, or outside of the stage, outside of the pillars on the walls, they have the entire Bible written in this like translucent gray type thing. Like if you're from a distance, you can't see it, but you get up close and you're like, oh my gosh, like in the beginning, God created. You can just read on and on and on. And I feel sorry for the student who's reading like Ezekiel 22. That's just like, Kevin knows what I'm talking about. If you go Google, Go read Ezekiel 22 later, all right? That's in the Bible, all right? But we were walking around, and Layton, who is the student pastor, he said, man, it's, it's really cool, Pastor Chris, he wanted to make sure that this ministry and this school, this college, was built on the foundation of the Word of God. And he said, every word is the exact same color, except for one phrase, and it's white, because it's the heartbeat of what we're called to do as disciples. And it's this, let me just read this to you. Matthew chapter nine. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and the villages, teaching them in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. I want you to just think about that for just a moment. Think about our city, think about our region. How many people are aimlessly walking around like sheep without a shepherd? And then Jesus turns to his disciples and he says this, and this was the only wording that was white in that entire massive two-pillar, three-story wall. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. What do we do in this next season? we are raising up laborers for the kingdom of God to advance the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then Jesus says, Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest field. And so here's what we're going to do for the next 30 seconds. I'm going to invite you to stand. And I'm going to pray. And I wanna invite you to pray with me for God to send laborers. Maybe you're in this house and you've been sitting here saying, Michael, I, I think I could be a laborer. Like, come on, sign up. Let's go, bro. We're sis. I don't know if that's cool anymore, right? But we're gonna pray. We're gonna pray for the laborers. We're gonna pray for City Church. And then we're gonna sing this song and we're gonna dismiss you guys in the next five minutes or so. And next week we're gonna hit on part two. And I'm excited. And it's going to be good. But let's just pray. Father God, I just pray for City Church. Lord, your word says, Jesus says to pray, to pray to our Heavenly Father for the laborers to be sent out into the harvest field. And so, God, I pray for City Church. Father, I pray for the young men and young women who are going to be raised up in this house. God, I pray, Father, that you would move in this community like we've never seen. And Father, that we would live with such a missional mindset focused on eternity and the kingdom of God that we would run after it and we would say yes to what it is you've called us to do that, God, we would be bold as it is in Acts chapter 4, and that we would proclaim the gospel even more. And, Father, I just thank you that we are entering into a season where dozens, if not hundreds of people in the city of Albany and beyond are going to encounter a living God and be marked by his presence. Jesus, we are here to lead people who are far from God into a growing relationship with you. And so, God, I ask that we would be reminded of the one in front of us. That we would be reminded of the one that you've put along our path. That we would be reminded of the one that's the outcast that no one looks at. That we would be reminded of the one in our schools that's sitting at the lunch table all by his or herself. That we would be reminded that they matter to you. And God, because they matter to you, they matter to us. And so Father, we speak the name of Jesus to our city, to our region. In Jesus' name.